Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. Praise God. Just a, a brief message here this evening on thanking Jesus for the victory that he has provided for us. I believe that God has done so much for us that he deserves to have children that have a thankful heart. Every single one of us should be so thankful to God for what he's done for us as well as who he is. And sometimes, you know, when you talk with a lot of people in ministry, you deal with some that say, well, what has God really done for me? And to be honest with you, you know you're starting at ground zero. When a person doesn't recognize or realize the things that God has done, then basically it's almost like a deception or a spiritual blindness. And honestly, it takes, I believe, a move of the Spirit to move upon a person's heart and upon a person's mind. I know through preaching, teaching, the Word of God can be helpful. But really, it takes a person having a heart, hunger, thirst, and desire to know the truth and to want to really live for God and serve God and honor Him with their lives. Because really, evaluate yourself tonight as we go through this service and as we celebrate communion. Evaluate your own heart as we all should examine in other words ourselves to really determine how thankful are we for the small things let alone the great things that God has done for us amen just the the fact that he's given us breath and life how grateful we should be in the book of Psalms it's very easy for us to discover this the book of Psalms revealed to us many things that we can basically learn so that we can be more appreciative and develop an attitude of gratitude toward God it tells us the why we should give thanks to God. Look in Psalm 100. Why should we give thanks to God? It says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before His presence with singing. Know ye something to know, that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with what? Thanksgiving. Into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him. And bless his name. Why? Because he is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. So I can't think of a better reason. Than first and foremost. Other than the fact that he created us. So hey we're the clay. He's the potter. Right? If he made us. Then he made us for his own pleasure. We are told that we are and we were created. So I should be prompted and motivated. By the fact that he created me for himself. That should be enough for me to say thank you. And stop listening to the enemy who tells us when we look into a mirror that you're not worth anything. What is your value and all that. And people listen to that all day long. And they ignore what God said. Why should we allow the voice of an enemy rise up above the voice of the living God? He said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, you are my masterpiece. Think about that statement. You are my masterpiece. And we should exalt his word above our feelings or emotions or what we think or people tell us and say father thank you for making me first of all creating me thank you for being good thank you for being merciful and thank you for recreating my spirit and giving me life and making me your masterpiece so i thank you praise god secondly look in psalm and 69 and verse 30 
Look what happens when we have an attitude of thanksgiving. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. What does magnify mean? To make larger, right? Do we want God to be larger? In our, now we can't make him larger. You can't get bigger than he is. You can't get larger than he is. But we can make him larger in our lives. I will magnify him with what? Thanksgiving. So think about this. When I say thank you for your saving grace. When I say thank you for your delivering grace. When I say thank you for your healing grace. When I say thank you for your provisional grace. When I say thank you for your protective grace. And I continue to thank you. No wonder Paul said in Philippians chapter 4. When you offer your prayer do so with thanksgiving because now you're making him or enlarging him to be bigger than the problem that you're encountering so thank you for saving me thank you for your spirit of obedience to rest upon me see oftentimes we want to get through the, the situations that we encounter in life through temptations and all that but we fail to realize if we want the strength to be able to do that if we want the spiritual fortitude and the grace to be enlarged in our lives just start thanking him constantly Thank you for giving me the ability to rise up above this situation right here that seems to be controlling my life. I guarantee you every addict will be delivered and set free if they will thank God on a continuous basis over and over and over. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for releasing me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for helping me, for strengthening me, for empowering me. Thank you. Thank you. You're enlarging him. You're making him bigger and bigger and larger and larger in your life until it rises up to the place where, praise God, the situation is overcome by the power of God. Because you made them bigger than your problem. Okay. And then next. Thir uh, the third one. Um, Psalm 95. Ways. Ways that we can really magnify God. And give thanks to God. Oh come let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. To the rock of our salvation. Notice they're singing. And there's a joyful noise. I, I'm probably the joyful noise guy. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Now, we have singers up here, and they did a marvelous job, didn't they? But I'm the joyful noise guy. So when he hears me, it's just a noise I'm making. But I'm sure he loves it because he's my father. Amen. So make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with what? With thanksgiving. And once again, make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Why? Because he's a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. Strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it. His hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship. Let us bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. Look at all these different ways that we can give thanks. And we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. So we can give, we can give thanks to him by singing, making a joyful noise, by bowing down, by kneeling, before the Lord, the Lord our maker. And in actuality it's an act of humility. It is completely emptying ourselves. And saying I am totally dependent upon you. And so these are some of the things that take place. When a person makes a decision. I'm going to live every day. Being a thankful person. And if I'm going to say. Err in any area. It's going to be my life. It's going to be that I'm going to be so praise, so much praise and so much offering, so much thanksgiving before God that you can't possibly do it enough. But praise God, I want to enlarge Him in my life. Do you want to enlarge Him in your life? And so if we would every single day thank you, 
even before you throw the covers off your body in the morning time like that one person did thank you for the air I breathe I want to th- nothing is too small I want to thank you that my eyes are open and I have the breath of life I want to thank you that your spirit of obedience rests upon me today and you know what if we'll say that over and over again it will rest upon us and when we're tempted to let's say go in the wrong direction that that'll manifest you will see the strength of God you will see the power of God the divine empowerment to help us overcome the situation especially when you're fighting a faith battle you want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and one way to be strong the joy of the Lord is our strength I want to thank you praise God before my feet hit the ground for redeeming me delivering me healing me making me whole giving me life providing for me not just to get by but an abundance that I can be a blessing to other people thank you thank you thank you makes him bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in our lives now the victory oh thank God for the victory that we have in Jesus Christ our Lord and as we celebrate this supper tonight we are celebrating a victory celebration he got us the victory so notice everything that you and I have is a result of what Jesus winning the victory for us you realize that if he would have lost the battle with the enemy that we would have been lost for an eternity and when he came he made a decision that he was going to do what he had to do to reconcile us back to God and redeem us by his sacrifice he was sent on a life mission the father sent him to do a work that he had to do and fulfill and praise God he was faithful to do it and he came to the earth to do it but everything that we have is because Jesus succeeded he won the victory for every single one of us and as we celebrate this tonight what we are saying is we're victorious in you Jesus but first of all let's give you some scriptures that reveal how that Jesus won for us the victory and we know that he did first of all in John 17 verses 4 and 5 we are told something that Jesus who was sent on the mission fulfilled his life mission and this is what he said I have glorified thee on the earth I have finished the work that you gave me to do God has given every single one of us a work that he wants us to do to finish before we go back as Paul said I finished my course and now I'm going to go back with the Lord and now father glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was we know that Jesus had a coronation service we know that Jesus got his glory back and so because we know that that happened he was successful in fulfilling his life mission because the father would have never said in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 to him that his throne was reinstated that his glory was reinstated and that all the angels had to once again bow down before him but read read Hebrews chapter 1 it makes it very clear his coronation service took place the ceremony took place and Jesus is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high and given back the glory that he once had with the father before he left to come to the earth and fulfill his life mission and so he won the victory praise God over death hell and the grave secondly we understand in Philippians chapter 2 we know that Jesus was victorious because it says clearly in these verses that Jesus has the name that's higher than any name in all creation in all the universe wherefore what because of his sacrifice because of his work his finished work God highly exalted him and gave him a name above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue of things or beings in heaven things or beings in earth things or beings under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father and so Jesus now has a name above every name so we know he succeeded in carrying out his mission we know that he defeated the devil and the power of death and we know he was given his coronation ceremony we know that he was given a name above every other name that that's the only name whereby a man could be saved but then also 
we know by Revelation chapter 5. And this is a wonderful chapter that we should all really take to heart because we are going to be there in this chapter that's yet to come along with all the host of angels with the four and twenty elders and the beasts and we are going to praise Jesus for his successful mission. Finally, you know, up to here, we know that uh, no one was found worthy to take the book and loose the seals. No one in heaven, no one on earth, no one under the earth, no other created being. And John began to weep because no one was found worthy. But one of the elders said to him, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judas prevailed to take the book and loose the seals thereof. One of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Who prevailed? The line of the tribe of Judah. Who prevailed? Jesus. Who overcame? Jesus. Who was victorious? Jesus was victorious. He was victorious and now he's found worthy to take the book and loose the seals thereof. So he won the victory. Thank God. Remember when we're told in the Gospels that the strong man would, someone, would have to have someone stronger than him to go into his house and bind him up and spoil his goods. Well, praise God. Jesus proved himself to be stronger and greater than all the host of darkness he went back and got, he took back what belonged to us in the beginning by his sacrifice. So he defeated Satan for us. He has the victory. He was given the name above every other name. And then thirdly, we also know, um, I'm sorry, our victory. Because of what he did for us, now we have the victory. We can't have victory on our own. We are not victorious apart from him. Victory is not ours just because of who we are, what our name is, where we come from, what our family background is, or etc., etc., etc. We have the victory because someone gave us the victory. It was His victory, and because of His finished work, praise God, you and I have the victory. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 and 55. So, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on mortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? Hallelujah. A lot of people, since we've been alive on the planet, loved ones, I'm sure, have departed from this realm, and they went to the other side in glory. Well, I want you to know something. Death does not have the victory. Death does not have the final say. Death is not victorious over any person's life unless that person allows it. Thanks be unto God because of Jesus Christ, we have the victory and death, the grave, have lost its power over any child of God. We're living in the land of the dying and when we die we go to the land of the living. And so they departed from us and they're in the land of the living and praise God, they are living in eternal bliss. Celebrating on streets of gold, experiencing life beyond our even wildest dreams. It's unimaginable what they're experiencing right now in that realm of glory. But praise be to God Almighty. How do we get the victory over death, over hell, over the grave? If there's anything that should make us shout tonight, death has no victory over us. Hell has no victory over us. The grave has no victory over us. The lake of fire has no victory over us. Praise God because someone gave us his victory. And what's his name? Jesus. Jesus. And what about in everyday life? In this scripture we should memorize. We should take it to heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Now thanks be unto God which, what's that next word? 
Say it again. One more time. Always causes us to what? Would you call that victory? He always causes us to triumph in Christ. We should get a hold of that. And let that be a part of our song. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, I'm thanking you, Father, for always causing me to triumph and make manifest the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. But He always causes us to triumph. Have you been in a place where it seems like you're not going to be victorious? Have you been in a situation where it seems like you're going to be rolled over and run over by life and what's going on? I'm sure we've all been down that path, have we not? But oh, what a song to sing. You always give me the, tr the victory. You always cause me to triumph. Father, even in this situation, I may not be able to see it, hear it, feel it, taste it, smell it. But in this situation, I know your word is also faithful and true. And you cause me to triumph, praise God, because Jesus gave me the victory. He causes me to triumph. Hallelujah. Something to be thankful for. And then when it comes to sin... In Romans chapter 6, there's not time to read all the scriptures, but take that one verse of scripture right there. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under the law, but under grace. So sin does not have dominion over me. Say that with me. Sin does not have dominion over me. In other words, we are victorious over sin. Sin has lost its power to control our lives and as long as we're living out here in this world and we're saying, oh, I just can't seem to ch get away from that. I just can't seem to stop doing that. It seems like as though I'm just too weak. If you keep on saying you're too weak, if you keep on talking about how weak you are, I guarantee you weakness will manifest in your life and the devil will see to it that it does. But if you stop in your tracks and start saying enough is enough, no more. As far as I'm concerned, he causes me to triumph. Sin has no dominion over me. I'm victorious over death, over hell, over the grave, over the power of sin and temptation. There is a, a way of escape. And my God is making that way known. Thank you, Father God, for making me to know the way of escape. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm encountering. And in this situation, you've made me more than a conqueror. In this situation, you caused me to triumph. Hallelujah. And let's go back to our one verse that we shared also earlier. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. This victory comes by way of Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory. How? Who gives the victory? God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. So victory comes only one way. He is the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. It only comes to us one way. Thanks be unto God. Don't look at your life. Don't look at your friend's life. Don't look at your neighbor's life. Don't look at your spouse's life or someone else's life. You look at the life of Jesus Christ. Your victory is not based on you. It's not based on me. It's not based on anybody else. It's based on what Jesus Christ has done for you in His finished work on Calvary's cross. He rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And He gave the victory to you. And He gave the victory to me. And the more I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, the larger it gets, the bigger it gets, the more powerful it gets, praise God, in all of our lives. So thanks be to God who always causes us to, to have the victory. Now, in closing, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. How is this victory manifested? There's only one way. For whatsoever is born of God, have you been born of God? You have the life of God in you? Overcometh the world. Would you call that victory? Okay, how? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. My faith is not in me. My faith, as much as I love you, is not in you. 
But my faith and your faith must be in one individual. What's his name? Who did the finished work? Jesus. My faith is in him. Your faith is in him. Our victory is in him. And this meal, this, this communion service is a celebration of his victory over all that Adam did to bring turmoil into the life in which we live. So when we recognize what he has done for us, as we celebrate this together... We rise up above everything the devil can throw our way. As a matter of fact, he can't stand it when we have communion services. He doesn't want to hear about the blood of the Lamb. But look at 1 Corinthians and chapter 11, what it says. I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night which was he, in which he was betrayed, what did he do? He took bread. And when he had done what? What did he do? If you weren't here Sunday... And you didn't hear this. I pray that you hear it here tonight. He gave thanks. Because he said this bread is my body. Right? When he had given thanks. He broke it and he said. Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So his body. Gave thanks for his body. Let's read the rest. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped saying this cup is the new testament of my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this bread and, and Eat this bread and drink this cup. You do show the Lord's, the Lord's death till he comes. Okay. Understand this. That when Jesus was about to die. When he instituted the Lord's Supper. He is about to die. He's sacrificing his life. He did everything he possibly could. And was now pouring himself out to death. Now. Everything is out of his control. He's going to commend his spirit. Into his father's hands. Because he knows when the full wrath of God comes upon him. That's it. If the Father doesn't come through, wow, it's over. So, Father, he said, I thank you. This represents my body. And I know you're going to bring it out of the grave. You're not going to leave me. You're not going to forsake me. So, Father, see the cup? This is my life's blood that I've shed. Now, Father, I commend my hands, my spirit into your hands. I'm, I know that I'm in your hands now. Oh, my brother and my sister, that was what he had to do. When Jesus gave thanks, things happened. When he gave thanks for fish and bread, you talk about enlarging things. Not only were they all fed, but what happened? There were baskets left over. Were there not? Absolutely. And so when he gave thanks, Lazarus came from the dead after four days when he gave thanks to the father for his body and his blood he knew that the father would follow through and not forsake him and not leave him under his wrath but bring him forth from the grave by the power of his spirit victorious over death over hell over the grave and he did he did it's his right hand and outstretched arm that got us the victory. And who's his right hand? Who's his right hand man? Jesus. Who got us the victory. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife Krista and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of His love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly 
to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound, and through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world through a ministry of excellence, to God first, and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you, and God loves you, and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and I'll accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus. I'm now your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.